International Diplomatic Student Association is a Hungary-based organization for university students interested in political science, multilateral treaties, and intergovernmental relations. IDSA podcast aims to educate listeners on career opportunities for university students in Hungary, opening their minds to current socio-political issues. The podcast is recorded with the support of EPA Radio. Hello everyone and welcome to the next episode of IDSA podcast, an exclusive project launched by the International Diplomatic Student Association. My name is Tamara Walicko and my co-host is Yasaman Yusefi. Hello everyone. And today we have the honor to talk to Ms. Cenge Offenbecher, the youth delegate of Hungary to the United Nations. Ms. Offenbecher, thank you so much for taking the time and agreeing to talk with us today. Well, hi everyone and thank you for inviting me. It's a pleasure to be here today and I hope that we can dive into some very interesting topics and I'm so glad that I get to share my experience as a youth delegate of Hungary to the United Nations. Thank We're very you. happy to hear your insights. Well, thank you. Yeah, so I think let's start. I would like to begin today's episode by asking you to tell us a little bit more about yourself. Um, what inspired you to become a youth delegate to the United Nations and what do you hope to achieve during your tenure? First of all, I'll start by just giving a little bit of a background about myself. So I went to law school here in Budapest at the Tupazman Peter Catholic University. And uh, I'm actually just finishing up my law studies. I still have one exam remaining. So it's a very interesting um, year in my life when, you know, I'm still not quite out of university, but still not having a job. And then just in between the transition itself, I did um, the Erasmus exchange back in 2020, which was a very unfortunate year to pick um, mm. because I went in February and I got to spend uh, exactly one and a half months in Belgium. I went to KU Leuven, which is uh, one of the greatest universities here in Europe. And it was such an honor to be selected um, through the Erasmus program to be um, able to attend that university. Before that, in 2019, like in a full term between September and December, I went to Geneva, where I completed a three-month internship at the United Nations itself. I was interning as a human rights intern with the Office of Commissioner for Human Rights. So it was definitely a very exciting experience um, as a whole, living in Switzerland on my own and working for the UN. You know, it's uh, it's a very interesting experience, and uh, I got to meet a lot of very interesting people. I was um, actually interning within the human rights mechanisms. Out of the human rights mechanisms, I was assigned to CERD, which stands for Convention on the elimination of racial discrimination, which is a very hot topic nowadays. And it was very interesting to experience how different countries um, try to put this on their agenda and try to regulate this issue and what the perception is uh, globally about um, the racial questions nowadays. I did the Erasmus after, which I already talked about, and then COVID hit. And I was at home and I was very drawn still to the United Nations. And I knew that this was an opportunity that you can actually apply to be a youth delegate of Hungary to the United Nations. Um, I guess I just took took my chance and applied and it worked out. So for 2023, I'm the youth delegate of Hungary to the United Nations. So my mandate is for one calendar year. It started on the 1st of, February, 1st of January, sorry, and it's going to end on the 31st of December. And I've already done a lot of great um, things, if I might say so. 
Uh, my latest experience was going to the United Nations itself, which I think I'll talk about a little bit in depth later. My inspiration, I guess, was just to do something for the greater good. Working for the youth and working um, towards the future generations is a very rewarding experience in itself. So yeah, I guess that was my inspiration. Wow. It, wow, I think this was a great overview and a sneak peek yeah. to, about what's to come. <laughs> So our next question is, uh, what issues do you feel are the most important for the United Nations to address nowadays? And how do you plan to advocate for them as a youth delegate? So overall, I think the United Nations does a lot of great work. The most important probably is uh, trying to enhance the global cooperation between the countries. As a youth delegate, I'm mainly advocating for female empowerment and people, especially youth, young women, obviously coming from the rural areas. I myself also grew up in a rural area in Hungary. I'm from Eger, which is, if you don't know, it's the northern part. And uh, I know that it's a, it's a challenging task to grow up in a rural area because, especially in Hungary, you know, if you want to go to a good university, you have to move eventually. This is what I'm trying to put emphasis on, that... People coming from rural areas are very valuable and they bring a lot of value to the conversation. Just overall trying to engage young people more in decision-making processes and the work of the United Nations itself is also uh, very important to me. So, yeah. Thank you. You talked about that there are big challenges for the people, especially young women coming from rural areas. But we also want you to ask that as a youth delegate, what are the, some of the biggest challenges you face in representing the interests of young people at the United Nations and how do you plan to overcome them? Well, I think it's very hard to represent everyone like equally. I'm trying to like overcome this obstacle by reaching out to as many young people as I can whenever I'm in Hungary. Uh, most of the year I'm actually in Hungary and I'm visiting schools, different institutions and trying to get to know young people because I really feel like that without getting to know them, you cannot really represent them in a meaningful way. So this is my goal for the mandate. It's a, it's a bit of an issue for me because I feel like that up to an extent they are very passive. So they, whenever I go, they don't really interact with me. So I'm trying to turn... Um, myself and uh, the whole youth target program of Hungary and the whole mandate into something that's very approachable to people. So if you actually text me on Instagram or if you write an email to me, I'll get back to you. Uh, even if it takes me a week to get back to you, but I will reply to your email and I'll try to help you or answer your question about my work or the UN's work or whatever you're curious about. Yeah, this is a bit of a challenge for me, but I'm, I'm really hoping to to reach out to as many young people in Hungary as I can during my mandate. I feel like your, your position comes with a great pressure and like expectations, of course. So uh, I saw uh, I wanted to continue on with the like uh, about the like the UN and like how it has been criticized of being like too bureaucratic and slow moving. And like, do you have any strategies to how to engage with the young people? I, of course, you just mentioned, uh, especially like in your own community, how you're trying to reach out. But are there any other things that to how to ensure that the young people are being involved in the decision-making process? Uh, well, I think that there are a lot of changes that need to be done uh, in the strategy-making process and youth involvement. There is a greater tendency, so there are more and more young people being involved and, you know, 
you're being called upon to to express their opinions and to reach out to people and actually be part of the bigger conversation. A lot of young people are not brave enough to to speak up for their minds because they don't really believe themselves that they're actually worth of being um, part of something bigger. So this is what I'm trying to advocate for that, you know, like, you can be a youth delegate of Hungary to the United Nations. I didn't do anything special. I, I mean, I went to law school and I did a lot of work, obviously. So you have to show up and show who you are. But I didn't a special person. I'm just a regular girl from um, a rural area. And yet I'm representing the youth of Hungary at the United Nations. And uh, this is what I'm trying to show young people that you can actually make it. Oh, that's such an inspiration. <laughs> well, I'm trying to yeah. inspire people, so. Yeah, no, it is. It, it, it truly is. Thank you. So uh, I think I would like to continue about like uh, Hungary and uh, how like uh, Hungary has experienced like significant political and social changes in recent years. And like with uh, some commentators raising concerns about the erosion of uh, democratic institutions and values. So how do you see yourself uh, as like with this role in promoting like uh, democratic values and protecting human rights in Hungary? So it's uh, important to understand that my role is not political and I do get a lot of political questions asked, um, which I guess is normal because after I'm representing the the youth of Hungary to the United Nations, but um, I always try to refrain from answering these political questions. I obviously do have an opinion. I'm just not at liberty or not, not at liberty, but I, I personally prefer not to engage in the political debates with people. Yeah, I always try to emphasize that I'm I'm not a political, not a politician. Sorry, that's what I meant to say. And I'm I'm not part of the government. I'm not representing the government. I'm not associated with the government. Yes, it is true that I work within the bureaucratic system of Hungary, uh, which is kind of challenging in some aspects. Not associated with uh, any political parties. And I try to think of myself as someone uh, impartial because my role is to represent the youth of Hungary to the United Nations. So I'm trying to be the voice of my country, like the youth, because I really feel like that young people have a lot of um, perspective and a lot of value that needs to be addressed at the United Nations. So I would also like to know, like, how do you engage with other delegates and like stakeholders at the UN and like to build consensus and like advance your goals? So it's really, I think, interesting for us to know more about. Well, um, I don't meet with the other youth delegates on the regular. Whenever we are in New York together, obviously we go to the United Nations together. We have most, uh, or not most of our sessions, but a lot of sessions. Sometimes we organize side events together as youth delegates. We are in, in touch uh, regularly. We use um, the digital word to stay in touch and then we share insights. And, you know, I like to have a call with uh, the youth delegates every now and then. And also there is a really, really good cooperation between the youth delegates from the European Union. Uh, the EU also has two youth delegates this year to United Nations. It's a, They like to call it a pilot program because it's still um, there's still a lot of work to do um, to have a properly working youth delegate program within the European Union. But uh, they do a great job of... of uh, like holding all the communications together and organizing uh, monthly follow-up calls. 
and coordination calls. And whenever we are in New York, it's uh, it is where the actual work is done. So we get to meet with each other and we get to start regional relationships. For example, I have a great regional um, work relationship with the Slovakian Youth Target and the Austrian Youth Target. That's, uh, that's about it. And uh, with the stakeholders, I feel like that you have just a couple minutes to engage really whenever you go. For example, I met with the president of Hungary in New York, which is crazy, you know, because she's the president of Hungary and I, I'm also in Hungary, but we, we somehow had the chance to meet in New York and uh, she organized the uh, I would call a meet and greet with the other youth delegates, which is super nice because um, everyone was very curious about her because not a lot of countries have a lot uh, have a female head of state. So it was a very proud moment uh, for me to stand beside her. She's also a very inspiring person. Uh, but really, you only ever get a few minutes to engage with the stakeholders and you have to really think about what you're going to say and you have to be very professional and very efficient with your communication. Yes, that's like a lot of pressure. Yeah. <laughs> Many young people around the world feel disillusioned with the traditional politics and political institutions. Why do you think it is important for young people to be politically engaged and participate in organizations like United Nations? Having your voice voice heard really matters and it's very important to speak up as young people. Uh, if you don't raise your voice, if you don't express what you think, if you don't say what's important to you, then someone else will say it for you. And it might be something else than what you actually want. Um, so I really feel like that this is important for young people and the upcoming generations as well to express what we think, uh, what we want, because it really matters in the long term. Yeah, it's very important. Like, I will definitely keep this uh, close to my heart. Yeah. So let's take the turn into something more practical. Could you take us through the procedure of finding these kind of jobs and opportunities and uh, even the general process of the application to work with United Nations on any kind of other entities? Well, you mean uh, uh, to work with the United Nations as like an employee or consultant or like the youth delegate position? Um, any kind of opportunity when the youth people can want to represent, for example. Or how the process was for you, like, specifically. Okay, well, um, I'll talk about the internship first. Mm-hmm. Um, so the United Nations has this HR gateway called Inspira. It lists pretty much all of the positions that are vacant at the United Nations, and you can just go ahead and apply. Obviously, it's uh, very competitive and... Um, You have to have a, a great and strong resume. And I mean, by that, I mean that you should really put everything on, on your resume and CV, which matters um, for that certain position. When I applied for my internship, I also had to write a motivational letter so where I expressed why I'm interested in the work. Uh, why I would like to intern with the United Nations and I I, um, I have no shame in this but I asked one of my teachers to correct the grammatical mistakes in my English and to, you know to to help me have the best version of my letter. I submitted my application and it took them like three months to review it I think so it's a very long time and you can never really be sure if they are going to get back to you because obviously there are high um There are a lot of applicants and um, they only contact the ones that were shortlisted. And I got shortlisted. Being on a shortlist uh, in itself and getting the email that, hey, you're shortlisted for this position is, is you know, it's an honor already. Uh, it doesn't matter if you get the 
internship or not, the, the shortlist email was very rewarding for me because I felt like that, yes, well, I made it to, to a human who actually read my application and they found my application great and they found me worthy of being on a shortlist. So it was um, such an experience for me. And then um, they asked me if I was available to do an internship and I said yes. And then they got back to me within... I don't know, two hours that, hey, you're selected as an intern. So it was a very exciting um, day for me. It takes a lot of work, actually, to to get to Geneva because they send you a lot of paperwork. And then, you know, I was very lucky because I'm from Hungary and I didn't have to apply for a visa. I just went. But uh, the the whole experience as as being an intern is very interesting because the UN um, ironically doesn't pay their interns. So, um, yeah, I was very lucky because I got a scholarship. It still wasn't uh, covering my expenses in Switzerland because Switzerland was very expensive before COVID. Uh, and I hear that nowadays it's even more expensive. So, yeah, you really have to. It's, it's, it's a really um, lifelong experience. You learn a lot from living in, in Switzerland, working for the UN. I mean, working with those people was an experience in itself. And uh, as for the youth delegate position, um, there are three rounds. So the first one is um, a written part of the application process. You have to hand in a writing sample and obviously you have to fill out a questionnaire about yourself. And the second part for me was an interview, which was uh, 15 minutes. We talked about my uh, my writing samples and what I want and um, my experience with the UN and the Erasmus and everything. I think it's uh, very personal. It's based on pretty much what you wrote about yourself previous round. And the last round, which was my favorite, it took six hours. <laughs> so it was an all day party. <laughs> So yeah, we went there in the morning and we finished at like five in the afternoon. So it was very intense. It was a lot of work. They asked us a lot of questions about the United Nations. There were a lot of interactive tasks and we talked about our plans for the future, for like the, what we would like to accomplish during our mandate. And we had a presentation and uh, we had to just prepare our ideas and have like a very practical way of how we would uh, actually accomplish the goals during our mandate. Obviously, now, now that I'm a youth delegate, <laughs> I can say that um, whatever you have planned out in the beginning, it's not really sure it's going to work out because there are so many, so many challenges during your mandate. I, I still keep in mind what I first had in my mind. I'm trying to stick to that. And I'm just hoping that it works out. And I have a lot of um, help from a lot of wonderful people, which I'm utterly grateful for. Wow, it's, it's so nice to hear your enthusiasm and how motivated you are. It, it kind of feels really good to yeah, be it really presented. It's inspiring, like, yes. <laughs> yeah, well, thank you so much. Could we also ask about like the preparation process of going through this whole ordeal? I feel like that was also like because of like the whole six hours, like yeah. did you have to, like were you aware of this? No. Wow. So you just like head in. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I mean, uh, I'm not sure if the others were there. Uh, we were three. So we were, again, shortlisted for the position. Um, I'm not sure about the number of the total applicants, but uh, I was not aware. I thought that it would be like a maximum two hour thing. Then we'd be on our way or if it would be like an individual um, round where you just go in, 
present your presentation and ideas and you guys talk a little uh, a bit about what you have in your in mind um in terms of your mandate <laughs> and um it was a surprise for me and uh it was very tiring i i got very very tired uh by the time we finished actually but it was a very interesting experience because after that i learned that many companies and many for when you apply for many positions they actually do this to measure um or to see how tired you get by the time you go through the rounds and the tasks so yeah so the united nations has recognized the importance of uh, intergovernmental dialogue and cooperation in achieving sustainable development how do you plan to engage with the older generations and bridge the gap between the youth and adults in, in your work as the youth delegate well obviously i'm representing the youth um i'm not saying that i'm not engaging with the older generations because a couple of weeks ago i went to hydubastarmen uh which is in in the other side of the country pretty much because they invited me so i went um and uh i had like um a seminar sort of thing and you know it was open um public invitation so it was open to anyone and obviously I didn't turn away people who were uh i don't know above 30 <laughs> And uh, at the end, I always like to open the floor to engage. And there was this older gentleman, I think he was around 80. And uh, it was very interesting to see how he has, um, or he, how he sees the world and how he sees the uh, sustainable development and the sustainable development goals. And, you know, we, we talked about uh, United Nations and the work of the United Nations a lot. And obviously, uh, he grew up in a, in a totally different um, era. So he had a um, pretty different opinion about the UN. I feel like that we as humans are very different and I think it's okay to have different opinions. So I'm not trying to force my opinion or my views on anyone else, obviously. But yeah, I, I think that um, open conversation and trying to engage with uh, the older generation is very important. Obviously, that's not the focus of my work. I'm open to having a conversation with the older generations as well. Yeah, because I feel like it's really difficult to gain the confidence to talk to the like the people who have been this in in this environment for long periods and like they have their experts basically. So, uh, how did you gain the confidence to speak your mind in an environment that is filled with people who are more experienced than you? Well, I'm not gonna lie. Uh, when I first had the chance to to um, have a speech at the United Nations, which was, I believe, back in uh, February. And it wasn't an in-person speech. It was just a video recording. But even when we were recording the the footage, it was, I don't know, like a, a three-minute speech. And it took us 90 minutes to record because I was so nervous. I kept like mispronouncing words. I couldn't really focused on what I was doing. And I wasn't even there. Um, but yeah, I feel like that this is a lot of uh, personal development, because you have to like, have a certain mindset to be able to go to the UN and speak in front of all those people, you know, because they're all representing countries and different values and everything. So you have to practice a lot. And you have to get into this uh, mindset that you're actually worth of being there and you have to make your voice heard. It seems very nerve-wracking. <laughs> well, it takes a lot of practice, but um, this job or this task comes with a job. So you just have to have to have the confidence and you have to step up for yourself. 
you have to grow into the shoes. Wow. You seem to be yeah. very confident even after two months, I believe. Um, you are. It takes a lot of practice, as I mentioned before. So first time I went to, um, I'll just share this personal experience, if that's okay. So first time I went to um, a high school, which was my alma mater back in Agar. I um, graduated um, from that high school in 2016. And, you know, standing in a very familiar environment, but on the other side of the cathedral is very... It felt very weird. And, you know, standing in front of, I don't know, like 80 students. Uh, it was my first, first experience and I didn't really know what to expect. So I was very, very nervous and they could tell that I was nervous. Um, but with practice, it gets better. Like you have to have an idea what you want to say. I mean, I don't like to write out my speeches or whenever I go, I don't always write it out. I just um, do a little research and I have an idea and I know pretty much what I want to say. But I, I'm always open to conversation, as I mentioned before. So I think this is key. Uh, the UN is a platform for bringing together people from diverse backgrounds and cultures to work towards uh, common goals. So how do you see your role as the youth delegate in promoting like cost, uh, cross uh, cultural understandings and global citizenship? And like, again, what strategies do you think are most e uh, effective in achieving the goals? Well, it is true that we all come from very diverse backgrounds. And um, I think... When working together uh, with so many people coming from so different backgrounds, you have to have a lot of respect and tolerance towards each other. So you have to really factor it in that they have a different mindset, they have different cultural habits, they have different um, working habits, let's say. As I mentioned before, this is what you really have to work uh, or factor in. Working together with these people is uh, is very rewarding because you have so many different perspectives. Like everyone brings something very different to the table and then it, it all turns out um, to be something that's applicable for pretty much everyone. So I think uh, in order to promote cross-cultural understanding, a great way to experience this and to enhance this is by traveling. Because I feel like that whenever you go to a new country and you meet new people and you meet new cultures, it's um, it somehow sticks with you for the rest of your life. And um, by having this experience and feeling as a global citizen yourself really tries to or really helps you to to effectively achieve these goals. And to have a lot of tolerance and patience towards each other. And how do you plan to implement all these experiences into your future plans? Do you have any uh, more ideas you want to continue with United Nations? Or you want to go into a different direction and you will say it was enough? Or what are your uh, plans? Well, during my university years, I also did moot courts, which I'm not sure if you're familiar with the concept. It's a, a mock trial for law students. You have a fictional case and then you go to to a court with um, like judges and you get to um, plea there. I did um, two of these during my university years. Uh, one of them was um, the Nuremberg moot court, which is about... Uh, well, you guessed it, the Nuremberg trial. So it's international criminal law and it's uh, I just fell in love with international criminal law. 
And uh, the ICC, which is the International Criminal Court, is, I mean, it's also part of the UN system. It's not a UN organ, but it's um, part of the bigger picture. So I'm, I would really, really love to have um, a chance to work with them or work within the field of international criminal law. Uh, it's so exciting for me and I would love to experience this um, as, a, as a young professional. So to say, I don't really have like a definitive plan. I don't really know the next step yet. Obviously, my mandate is my main focus right now. And after that, who knows what the future will bring. So, yeah. So as a final note, uh, before ending today's episode, what is the most important message that you hope to convey to the young people as the youth delegate and how to stay motivated and hopeful in these challenging times? Well, one message um, I would like to convey to young people is that don't be afraid to speak up and make your voice heard because you matter and what you think is important. So express what you think and also um, just look for opportunities like try to grow, um, focus on yourself and really put yourself first. This is also how I'm, how I'm trying to stay motivated during my mandate and in my personal life as well. And this is what I, uh, so this is how I try to inspire people. Thank you for being with us. Well, thank, thank you so much. Thank you for inviting me and having me. Miss <laughs> Offenbacher, thank you so much for making the time today and for, the, for your insights and your perspective. Dear listeners, we arrived at the end of this week's podcast in which we had the pleasure to discuss the life and activity of the youth delegate of Hungary to the United Nations, while also diving into the subtleties of youth diplomacy. My name is Yasemin Yusufi, and I had the pleasure to co-host this episode with Tamara Valitsko. Thank you for being with us, and stay tuned for the upcoming episodes. International Diplomatic Student Association is a Hungary-based organization for university students interested in political science, multilateral treaties, and intergovernmental relations. IDSA podcast aims to educate listeners on career opportunities for university students in Hungary, opening their minds to current social-political issues. The podcast is recorded with the support of EPA Radio.